If you've had one of those topsy-turvy days, relax and have a Budweiser. Oh, baby. It has been a minute since I have been on this podcast. That is for sure. Hope you guys are all doing well out there. It's me, Doug. Welcome back to Midday, because it is actually a midday here. Um, it doesn't really feel like it's midday, because it's kind of dark out. The weather in Atlanta is not the fan, or not the most fantastic as it's been when I first started doing the podcast. But nonetheless, I'm back. I'm here. It's good to be back. Uh, I've had a lot of requests from people, and they wanted me to talk about X different things, and you know, just get back at doing the show in general. And I agree with them. I agree that it's time for me to hop back on and start doing things again, because if you don't start now, you're never going to do it again. You're just going to keep pushing it off. Whether that's working out, you know, with, or eating better, New Year's resolutions, all that great stuff. If you don't keep consistency or at least try a little bit, you'll probably never get back to it. So here we are. I have a couple of things that I wanted to talk about just to kind of bring people up to speed. So... I'm going to talk about the comedy stuff. I will talk about that in uh, probably the latter portion of this. What it, what has changed in the last three months? Because it, my last thing that I posted was with Jose Hernandez, and that was on like October either 3rd or the 13th or the 15th. I can't remember. But that was a long time ago. A lot of things have changed since then. I'm not going to give you too many life update things because it's the show isn't entirely about me. It's just about talking about stuff in general. But, you know, work is busy. You're always going to be busy in ICU, especially in times like these. Uh, stay safe out there. I got COVID, apparently. I definitely tested positive for it a, you know, a week and a half ago. Uh, luckily, I wasn't as sick as I thought I was going to be. So, honestly, I think Joe Rogan's kind of a pussy in that sense, where he's like, oh, we're going to get ivermectin on board. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Uh, dude was blowing it way out of proportion. You know, just stay safe out here. I'm not, I'm not going to say anything else about it other than that. I wasn't that sick. Cool. Just just don't be stupid about stuff. That's, that's as much as I'm going to say about this. I'm not trying to polarize things. You know, just keep, things keep you super busy at work, and you kind of realize that you're missing out on the things that you used to do outside of work. Like, I've been picking up shifts recently, because now that I'm actually, like, on my own, I'm off of an orientation where I'm able to pick up and stuff for myself. Uh, it's easy to lose track of time. It's easy to lose track of even what day it is. Like I didn't even know that today was Thursday. <laughs> yesterday I got off of work in the morning and uh, we had track practice yesterday and I decided that I was not going to go to sleep because I thought, oh, if I go to sleep this morning, I won't wake up in time for practice. So I stayed up for like 26 hours in a row and I wasn't oh weird and lucid or anything, but I'm like, Jesus, dude, I do not even know what time it is, what what it feels like. I talked to my mom on the phone, what I guess was this morning. She's like, all right, I got to go. I'm heading into the building. And I'm like, what even, what time is it even, dude? It's weird. I don't know. But working the night shift, man, it it's different. I like it. I, I always said that I wasn't going to talk about work on here, but here I am doing it. Oh, man, that makes me sad for myself. But, yeah, it, it's weird working in a hospital at night. I think it's better. You know, it's a little bit less busy unless your patients are really sick. I don't know, learning experiences all around, but kind of like the pace so far. That's about as much as I'll say it for work. 
I think that it's time for me to like kind of start reeling back in on the uh, self-improvement things that I was originally working on with myself as well as the, you know, just the fun, like getting creative aspect with things again. I've heard from a lot of people who have worked night shifts before that it's easy to fall out of your routine and then it's a, it's a really big haul to try and get back onto it, at least in terms of your hobbies and things. So I think that I do need to start scheduling myself for a couple of shows here and then starting to publish all these episodes that I have that are backlogged to the podcast. So I got a crazy awesome new logo thanks to bonus points. So with that episode, uh, there'll be more details on it in the future, but I I kind of fanboyed the whole episode. I'm not going to lie to you guys. It's kind of similar to the Cliff Hogg episode that I did from you know with Cliff from Big Brother. If you're not in the loop for this genre of music, it might be a little bit harder to understand what we're talking about or what these influences are about. I'm going to try and you know chop and screw it in a way that makes sense and it's a little bit more coherent for you guys. That's not on bonus points fault at all either. That's that's mostly all, all going to fall on me. <laughs> I had a I could have asked better questions. So maybe he'll uh, be nice enough to do a show with me down the road and we'll kind of touch base on some new things that people want to talk about after they hear the first episode that we've done. I feel so bad because I've got so many episodes with Brian Rack that are such high quality episodes and I still have yet to get around to editing them. So I feel like kind of like a scumbag in that sense because I'm, I'm holding on to some really great stuff, but I just need to get my lazy self right back to the drawing board, figure out how I want to make these things look and then just, just go for it. Or maybe I should just post them raw. I really don't even know. I'll figure it out in the near future though. And by near future, I mean, I'm going to put myself to a, a time standard of next Tuesday. So maybe I just drop a bunch of stuff next Tuesday. We'll see. What else has happened since then? You know, I went home for the first time. Let's talk about before going home. Uh, I saw family for Thanksgiving. That was pretty cool. You know, being out here on your own, especially across the country from family, you got to try and go out and see people when you can. It was great to go to Thanksgiving and stuff, but after being around family and stuff for so long, not my immediate family either. It's like my cousins as well. Love seeing them, love hanging out with them and stuff. It's great, but you can definitely learn to appreciate having your own house, you know, your own bed, own living room, own kitchen and stuff to come home to. I went home for Christmas. Uh, that was the first time that I went home since since uh, September, actually, the beginning of September. So seeing everybody there was great. Catching up with my family, like my immediate family was great. We had a great holiday. Hope everybody else had a great holiday, too. It's weird going home as an adult, I think, because now that I'm, I hate using this term, but I like using it as a joke. Now that I'm like a young professional, all the guys that I went to uh, Purdue with, you know, and I lived with this past year. We'll probably get this reference, but you can kind of use it as like a joke term. It's kind of like a coin flip term. It's either, oh, you're like this guy who's really trying to work on yourself and be self-developed and, you know, be a, a professional. And the other term is just like, oh, that's what you call somebody who doesn't really have enough experience in their field yet. And they're kind of just making their way through, but they're still doing a bunch of other stuff that they used to do in college on the side. So it's like counterintuitive. I'm trying, I'm just getting way above my head on this stuff, but Long story short, am I a young professional? Yeah. Am I working pretty hard? Yeah. Am I still doing some of the same stuff that I did in college in relation to partying? Most definitely. Uh, my friends came to visit me this past weekend. And let me just say this flat out for everybody listening. Jägermeister does not need to be in your repertoire of drinks 
or liquors after you get out of college or after you turn 22. I don't think that it should be used in anything after that. I mean, maybe if you mix it with like Coke and root beer and you make a nice mixed cocktail out of it, but Jesus Christ, doing Jaeger bombs and shots, I can't keep up with that anymore. Not a fan of them anymore. I know it'll always be like our thing as an apartment, but God, it sucked this weekend. I don't know what it was, dude. It sucked though. I'll just put it out that way. But I digress, man. Back on to the other stuff. So summing up these first couple of things here. Yes, I'll be putting out more stuff. I'm going to set myself to a hard deadline of Tuesday because I'm off uh, for quite a couple of days next week. So that'll give me some more free time. But yeah, summing up that stuff. Uh, don't drink Jaeger anymore if you're not in college or if you're over the age of 22. Back on the self-improvement train, I should start working out again so I can get myself in shape for trying to compete unattached at meets. Coaching is fun. I got back into coaching again here. And, you know, kids are back from, uh, from, they're not even kids. Some of them are older than me. <laughs> the students at the school are back from uh, winter break. So now that the semester has started again, we can get back into track practices. We had a great practice yesterday. And I'm, I think it was well worth staying up 26 hours in a row for it. Definitely, definitely worth it. But let's talk comedy, man. This is one thing that I really wanted to talk about because a lot of people at work have been asking me about it. A lot of people in my friend group have asked me about it, and even my family has asked me. I think it's one of the coolest things that I can brag about because nobody I know of does it besides the people that I've met doing it. You know, I'm, I'm really thankful that I have the you know, mentors and like Adam Nutter who's helped me hammer out my material so that I don't look like a complete dumbass up on stage. If it's not for that, dude... I, I would be completely screwed. I'm not going to lie to you. Half the shit that I write would not land in any circumstance unless it was with family. And that doesn't mean anything because it's really easy to make family laugh for anybody. So my first show that I did was at the Laughing Skull Lounge in Atlanta. And I did that back on November 16th. What an experience that was. Was it a humbling experience? In a way, most definitely. Did it go as well as it could have? I think so. Now, I um, I think this video is going to be like one of those lost episode things where like people are like, oh, if you can find this episode of this TV show in this language and you can post it, like we'll pay you a million dollars. That's obviously way overblown. But if people ever find my stand-up comedy video of my first set ever, I will just be so embarrassed at looking at this shit. It was... It's cringier to watch than it was to perform. Now, the reason being was because it was my first time doing it. I was definitely nervous. The lineup had 19 people on the setup or on the lineup. I was number 18 to go. I waited in like an hour and a half to perform. And oh, I was just, I wasn't even getting more anxious. I was like, geez, I just want to get up on stage so I can go home because I have to work soon. But it's okay. I had a fun time doing it. I met some really cool people. And, you know, when you go up on stage, I think it's, I think that's cooler than a death-defying experience. Now, bear with me because I've only had, like, one death-defying experience in a car accident. And even then, it really wasn't where I was on the brink of dying. But it's so cool because this is, like, your do-or-die time. Like, everything that you've been working on surmounts to that you see the things that 
you say, ah, oh, you know what? Like I'll, I'll kind of half-ass this and throw it in there anyways, and we'll see how it goes compared to the stuff where you're like, I've been working on this for so long. I think it's going to do great. It's going to kill super great. And then it's like the opposite. Oh, the stuff that I worked on for like five minutes lands awesome. And then the stuff you've been working on for forever just lands like dog shit. And you're like, oh, well, this is how success works. <laughs> a lot of the good things that happen in this world happen by accident. You know, like, for example, a stupid example. Oh, we found out that, you know, penicillin came from fungus and that kills bacteria. It's like that was by accident. It's like, oh, that joke about Alabama works way better than this joke that I wrote about my grandma that was pretty intricate. Yeah, because simplicity is key. That's definitely one thing that I've learned. The written word is a lot more. Sorry, the spoken word is a lot more powerful than the written word. The shorter you can make something to captivate people's attention, the better that it's probably going to do. So these big elaborate setups, if they're not part of a whole overarching story and they're not very punchline-y, uh, probably best to just toss them out. The second thing that I did was an open mic, and that was two weeks after my first performance. I had waited a while because I just kind of got busy with work, and I was tired, and I was... I was kind of getting my ass beat at work. I'm not going to lie. Not like in trouble or anything. It's just really getting slammed with people who are more sick. So I was just, it was kind of taxing at the end of the day. So I gave myself a break from, you know, writing as hard and for, you know, trying to go up and perform and stuff. I finally went out with one of my friends that I met at the first show to this open mic. And I will tell you guys one thing. The showcase that I did for my first show was tough for me just because it was a showcase and it was a bit more fancy and official than an open mic would be, but it was a lot easier to get people to laugh. When you're with a bunch of comics, holy shit, it is like 10 times harder to get these people to fucking laugh at anything. They would just, they're there because they're just trying to write new material and pass off new material to see what the initial reaction of it is. And I will tell you this, a lot of the people who I've seen go up at that show, I saw them perform it the first time and they weren't even that great to begin with. It was like, even worse than crickets seeing them at this open mic with comedians. Nobody was laughing at this stuff. So when I went up there on stage to do what I'd already done before that I knew was going to work, I got laughs and it felt more reassuring. But then when I went out on a limb to try some new stuff, I had some stuff that like really worked out well. I, I, it's, I, I had a really cool ad lib thing in the beginning that I'm not going to go into detail about because it's, it's too much to explain for that. If you ever see me in person, you really want to know about it. Maybe I'll tell you, but I tried that out, that ad lib thing, and I got it. It was a killer start to the night. Killer start. I was like number 15 out of 25 that night to go. But the kicker was that we had another minute on our sets compared to the showcase. So that minute really adds on. Like, you notice it. You really do notice it. Uh, a lot of people were trying, you know, just picking topics out of a cup to, to try and ad lib stuff with. Uh, I wanted to just try a kind of a piece of new material that I had not really worked on very much. And that was my last joke that I ended with. And it had more shock value than comedic value to it. And I was like, shit. All right, well, that's all I got for you guys. Thanks for listening. I'm Doug DeVries. And then I headed off the stage. And I was like, well, I just got rejected by the crowd on my last joke. Like, I closed out on a bad note. But I wasn't as self-conscious or you know nervous or scared or upset about it. it's just like oh wow that's like uh you threw a knuckleball that you thought was going to strike out this guy on three and two and then he just fucking clobbered it and hit a grand slam and you just lost the game it's like well we'll get him next time <laughs>
So I've been trying here and there to write new stuff. But I think that really what I want to do, though, is hammer out a seven-minute set so I can hopefully go out and perform in Philly. I would love to be able to perform out there with Adam and Neil. Adam, my, my mentor, that is. And just be able to knock out a cool, solid show and be able to say that I got to do a gig out of state. I'm looking at going to the uh, Comedy Catch in Chattahoochee. Or the, what is it? God damn it, it's not in Chattahoochee. It's in Chattanooga. There's a difference between the two. One is in Georgia, one is in Tennessee. Yes, it's the Comedy Catch of the Choo Choo, which is in Chattanooga. Uh, a buddy of mine performed there, and he said that it was pretty cool. He had a fun time with it. As a matter of fact, I think they were there this past weekend. They were here when it wasn't snowing, so good for them, because it definitely sucked when the snow was here. But that's besides the point. Yeah, uh, I was been, I've been writing out this kind of dream list. Like, I know that people will write dream lists of places that they want to travel. I've been writing a dream list of places that I want to perform at. Not like... Oh, I want to perform at Madison Square Garden. No, like being more realistic for the time being. Like, hey, you know what? I don't have a girlfriend or a wife. I don't have a dog even. I live by myself, so everything I have to do is on my own schedule. Or my work schedule, that is. So if I can manage to even out the two of those, I think that I might take myself to um, some... There's a couple places that I really want to hit up in Texas. So I want to do like a like my own Texas tour and go to San Antonio, Austin and uh, Dallas. Maybe go out to um, some places out near where I have family who aren't in the big city. That'd be pretty cool. I think it'd be pretty humbling in a way just to, to kind of see what it's like performing in Latin rooms. If you guys don't know this, I think I've mentioned it before. I am half Mexican. So it's like, you know, I'm really cool with my Mexican side of the family, excuse me. And they're really cool with my other side of the family who is not Mexican, but uh, there's an episode that I'm going to be posting here kind of soon. It's a little bit shorter than I would have liked it to be because we did it on his lunch break, but I met a guy at Laughing School, and his name is Rob B. He's become a pretty cool friend of mine. Rob B. is gay and black, and he's performed at black rooms before, and the rooms that he's performed in where he's told his material about being gay, it does not land well, and he will tell you that firsthand in this episode that's coming up. So I'm curious if to see if like the stuff that I just tell about I don't know, just like my everyday life or whatever, you know, that not every, you know, Mexican can relate to or every Puerto Rican or Cuban or whatever. How bad is that going to flop? We see only time can tell and getting up on stage is going to tell that at the same time. But it'll be a really big challenge and it'll be a really big humbling experience. And I'm super excited for it because you got to have those kind of those kinds of nights in this, you know, in this hobby anyways. So we shall see. Hopefully I don't have them and just go like on a big swing and miss like for all three clubs that I decided to perform at in uh, Texas because that would be tough. It'd be tough to, to drive the 20-something hours or whatever the hell it is out there from Atlanta, but like I said, only time will tell. Kind of want to perform at some places back home as well. There's one place in Chicago that I really, really want to go to. Like, I really, really want to go here. Uh, I think it it's kind of by the lake, and the, the venue itself is pretty cool. It's bigger. Definitely want to go out there and do that just to do that for like, as like a hometown show. But if you want to talk about real hometown show, there's a uh, there's a nice bar restaurant that's in the town next to mine in Northwest Indiana, and they have an open mic night. And I think that for my parents, it would be really cool to just kind of like go do that. Maybe on an offshoot that I'm home, maybe invite some friends from high school to come over and check this out. That'd be pretty cool to do too. And then I've got you know family in North Carolina who want me to come out there. I totally would do that. Still working on trying to get out to North Carolina. And then I've got friend, a friend, I should say, who's out in South Carolina, and he really wants me to come see him. 
and perform out there. And there's actually a nice little club called the Comedy Zone out in Greenville. So that's definitely going to be in the in the works in the near future here. But other than that, you got yeah. There's one thing I always say to my friends is don't talk about it, be about it. I just need to actually get myself back out there. So now that I'm putting this out there and this episode is actually going up today, yeah, we're going for it. <laughs> what else is new? Dude, I've been wanting a dog like crazy. I don't know what it is. Like, I think it's just getting home and it's it's quiet and that's nice, but you want to find something to help fill the time with. I just wish I could like have a dog to play with sometimes. Just like throw a ball around my apartment, see how much shit I can break by accident. <laughs> and then not be mad at it because it's like, oh, we did this on purpose. It's like, oh, we were just mad together for fun. But that was a stupid tidbit. But yeah, I do wish I had a dog. I think that working a, maybe uh, maybe around the summertime, you know, after coaching settles down, after work really settles down, and I'm on a, a nice locked in schedule of how to adjust to the daytime and the nighttime. Maybe it'll be time to start thinking about getting a dog around here. My apartment's just big enough for, I would say, I don't know, man. It's definitely not big enough for a Greyhound. That's obviously out of the question. I was looking at getting a Saluki or like a mini Greyhound because that's a little bit more tolerable. I mean, a Saluki's goddamn near the same size as a Greyhound, but just not as big, like weight-wise. I think that those two dogs are really, really cool just in general. I think that Salukis are a whole other breed of animal that just... I don't know. They're majestic, dude. Have you ever seen a, you know, they, we banned them in America, except for like in a couple of states, I think that you can't do Greyhound racing anymore. Well, out in the Middle East, they do Saluki racing. So they'll throw down this gazelle, right? And they'll throw it in the middle of the desert. And they have like the same thing of, you know, like how marathons have those, um, the little side markers of like the, the chains and like the little confetti shit. I don't really don't know what those are called. Like whatever it's called, they have those. They let this gazelle, run down and then all these guys like get out of their jeeps and they drop their salukis on the in the sand and these dogs are darting through the desert to get this thing and it's they go for like i don't they go for a while these dogs definitely got endurance i just think it would be unfair to the dog if i had him in here and he was just not able to run around because god knows i like to run now but i'm not going to run for forever <laughs> i just can't do that the dog will definitely be able to run for forever it's just if it's a saluki i was thinking about getting a schnauzer I think that schnauzers have pretty easy temperaments to where they can be pretty independent. That's at least what I've read. Uh, the two dogs that we have back at home, like my childhood dogs, are definitely not dogs you can leave alone for more than, I would probably say, eight hours, like an eight-hour workday. So that'd be pretty tough and unfair to them if I just got a dog, it was alone all the time, and that's it. I've read that schnauzers uh, can be pretty well on their own if you just keep them busy with like a bunch of toys. So, I mean, what do you do? Just go drop like 200 bucks or so on a bunch of toys and whatnot. And hopefully you can keep himself busy throughout the night or just, you know, sleep like a normal person or dog. But I don't know. We'll figure that out when we get to that too. What else is there to talk about? I can't really think of anything else, but if I do figure it out, I'll probably put up another episode of it. This is a nice little 23 minute session. Just me kind of talking about random stuff. I'm also not on my Adderall right now, and I'm kind of tired just from working all these couple of days, so I think it's good that I finally put out something there. Also, uh, big props to bonus points for not only my new logo, which I'll be unveiling here pretty soon, but also uh, the song that he's letting me use as the intro song, which is Brewski, a cold one. Fantastic song. I love it. 
If you guys don't know bonus points, I definitely check out his content or his content. I definitely check out his music. He's a great artist. He's got a lot of cool stuff that I think is a little bit different from what people are putting out nowadays. So if you're looking for something that's better than elevator music and sounds even more relaxing and aesthetic, I would highly recommend his stuff. I'm going to quit talking because I want to try and keep this under 25 minutes, but looking forward to getting back on track here, folks. As always, this has been Midday with Doug DeVries. We'll see you guys very soon.